Presenting to you the interactive space for critical and objective open thinking. With Martian UFO, produced by Martian UFO Media, the best podcast on air with your hearty host. Catch episodes weekly on Apple and Spotify Podcasts. Presenting to you the interactive space for critical and objective open thinking. With Martian UFO, produced by Martian UFO Media, the best podcast on air with your hearty host. Catch episodes weekly on Apple and Spotify Podcasts. Welcome everybody. Welcome to Floating in Space with Martian UFO. I'm uh, Martian UFO, of course, and I just want to take a second to say that uh, it's a nice, moderately starry, you know, kind of breezy, um, clear night here. The uh, full moon is out, as I love to see. You know, it's, it's uh, a weird phenomenon about the full moon, but I, I tend to look at it in, in a positive light for whoever kind of gets their weird days on on full moon days or whatever but um i also want to take some time to talk about the fact that i know i i i spend a lot of time shouting out different um groups of people in different areas and uh really thanking the listeners and everything like this and it's just a reminder that i really do appreciate the people who take the time to listen especially when i see the list uh get longer of course and there's different areas on there and definitely pertaining to the subject matter today, uh, it's um, giving shoutouts to the Americans in different states here, which is going to be um, Virginia, Washington, Texas, and Connecticut. And then, of course, the Canadians, thank you. Um, the Netherlands, the UK, Ireland, and Spain is, is what we got so far. So thank you to everybody from those areas. You know, share it with your friends your family if uh you think that the subject matter pertains to them of my of my show and, and whatnot and i think there's just, just another reminder too because i'm noticing a lot of things and it's it's funny that uh i speak about certain things cancel culture and this and that and certain things are starting to happen now but i was prepared for it of course i knew what it was when you start a platform and you put yourself out there um Certain people love you, certain people hate you, it is what it is. And um, I think it's uh, interesting to note, of course, that, you know, my show is not going to be everybody's cup of tea. The topics that I talk about probably aren't going to be interesting to every single person. And a lot of people, you know, might just not even be interested or might not want to hear it. And that's that's all good. Like I said before, I, uh, I love the supporters. And I love the haters even more. That uh, fuels the motivation, fuels the fire. And um, it's always good to have a balance of both, I think. It's healthy or whatever. But yeah, man, I'm gonna get into it. 
Uh, what I was going to talk about today really was uh, the subject of Brianna Taylor. And before I get into it, I'll take some time to send uh, condolences, even though, you know, they won't really actually hear it from me. But condolences to the families of uh, Brianna Taylor, of course, uh, George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery. And um, really, the reason that I'm talking about this is because I know that uh, um, some or may, uh, uh, some people may have followed uh, the story. Um, and I looked into it a little bit and I wanted to speak to the, uh, the misinformation and just kind, kind of, uh, go over the facts and help correct the story. And it's, it's, uh, interesting because the story, it pertains to the people in the, in the States probably the most because this happened in the U S and she was from Louisville, Kentucky. So uh, from anybody there who was really, you know, it's close to home, um, who was in the area and, and things like this. So, um, when I first heard of this story, it was, uh, I think the, the story came out as, uh, the, um, insinuation that she was asleep in bed when the, uh, the police officers showed up to her door and, um, they ended up shooting, uh, shooting up her apartment, and basically um, killing her, killing her. Sorry, in her sleep. And um, I just want to say that that information, um, it's false. Um, for sure, the police did uh, did mess up. It was a bot trade. But the story that came up about it was uh, was incorrect, and I think that it's um, it's just irresponsible. It's it's disingenuous. It's spreading misinformation, especially for for certain public figures, certain athletes, and, and celebrities who are coming out now and, and speaking about it. Especially, um, you know, about the fact that you know, yes, say her name, say her name. But then talk about what actually happened as well. Don't just um, don't sweep the uh, the real story under the rug, and realize that you know there was uh, certainly an initiative uh, initiative after with this because um, uh, let's say for a group like uh, Black Lives Matter, for example, Black Lives Matter um, beyond the actual phrase itself is an actual is a group right there. A fund, and they um, make money basically off of the phrase, off of um, the commercialization of it. Which I'm not going to get into too much, but really, um, really, just to speak about these facts, to get into the facts, and to talk about the key people, who they are, and why they are uh, important in the story. So, Brianna Taylor, of course. Um, Jamarcus Glover, who was her, her ex at the time, uh, supposed drug dealer, maybe a suspect of a drug investigation, um, by the uh, Louisville, Kentucky police department. And then her current boyfriend at the time, uh, Mr. Kenneth Walker. Um, and so, uh, let's see, it said that they, 
that she had a passive kind of friendship type relationship with um, Jamarcus, Mr. Glover at this time, that they kind of, um, I don't know if they still saw each other, if it was like a working relationship or if um, if something was going on, but they had um, they had seen him. They had specifically spotted him at her apartment uh, 45 days and 30 days prior to the raid. And uh, in the first incident, he was picking up a UPS package at her apartment. And I guess they, they photographed him. And obviously, since he's the suspect of a drug investigation. And the second time, he was seen um, allegedly using her vehicle. So you could say that they were obviously, you know, comfortable enough with each other that they might have still been talking, might have, might have possibly been doing business, maybe. And so <coughs> the police had uh, enough reason or indication to think that um, that uh, Demarcus might have been using her apartment as a staff spot. He might have had drugs there. He might have had weapons there, possibly um, money made off the sale of narcotics or whatever. And so uh, there was, you know, reason enough to believe that something may have been happening, which gave them enough reason to go and get warrants. They had, uh, let's see here. They got five warrants signed by a judge in Louisville to perform the no-knock warrant, which is kind of the issue at hand when it says that, um, you know, they just showed up, didn't announce themselves, and... Um, and just, and you know, ended up shooting, went in and, and just shot up the place. It didn't happen like that. You know, the first uh, piece of misinformation is the fact that she wasn't alone. Uh, she was with her current boyfriend at the time, uh, Kenneth Walker, at that time. And when the police showed up there, they were under the impression that she would be alone because they had already went out and identified where Jamarcus Glover was um, that night. And um, since they had his location and in the police support, I think it said that because uh, she didn't have any children, they they didn't think that there would be anybody at the house. They thought that they would show up. They would perform um, the search warrant, whatever. They wouldn't find any. Uh, they'd either find something, wouldn't find anything and that they would leave. And it didn't end up that way. And we're going to talk about why. Um... So, this is getting into Mr. Kenneth Walker now. Who is Mr. Kenneth Walker? And why was he at her place? So, supposedly, he he lived with her. They lived together. But Mr. Glover, Jamarcus, he had his, uh, his registered address was uh, Brianna Taylor's address, which gave them, I guess, more information, you know, more indication that, hey, they might have still some type of passive relationship with each other because obviously he he's either staying with her or he goes there frequently and it says that they had the five warrants leading up to the incident at the time um that he was using her car that he was picking up ups and really um what happened when when um, the police, so the police show up at Brianna Taylor's house or her apartment, and it says that they actually knocked on the door three times, and that after they did announce themselves, and 
Brianna and Mr. Kenneth Walker were apparently in the bed sleeping. And they were, you know, they were uh, woken up by the, uh, the knocking on the door. Apparently, Kenneth said that he did not hear the announcement and he wasn't aware of, you know, uh, the fact that it was police officers at the door. But when him and Brianna got up and entered the hallway, so he's a he's a registered gun owner and um, he had his gun with him and he decided to bring his gun to the hallway uh, to check and see who was at the door. So at this time, uh, you can understand that uh, Mr. Kenneth Walker has enough understanding or knowledge about his surroundings that, you know, he might need to have his weapon on him. Uh, the fact that he would carry it and bring it to the door obviously, you know, tells me that he knew enough about the place that he would need to defend himself, might need to defend her. Maybe this spot was being used as a, as a drug spot or a staff spot or a money spot, something. But anyways, um, they enter the hallway. And uh, I guess, I, I don't know if it's important to remind people that, you know, with no-knock warrants, uh, the police aren't actually required to announce themselves, you know, based on the information that they had and the fact that, and, you know, it, it was also said that uh, they showed up to the wrong address that apparently it was the wrong address that they showed up at and that they shot up this girl in bed. That's wrong. That's that's incorrect information. It was the right address. Her name was on the warrant. And then um, Jamarcus's, uh Glover's name was on the warrant. And so the police, you know, at this time, decided to enter the apartment. So at the same time that they're entering, uh, Kenneth Walker uh, sees them. And uh, he, in that moment, I guess he fears for his life. And he ends up firing a shot uh, towards the floor, but he hits the leg of one of the uh, officers, hits him in the femoral artery. And so the officer is, you know, at the moment, he he's starting to bleed out, basically. And um, basically, you know that when you shoot at the police officers or when you pose a threat, you know, they're obviously going to shoot back. So the police officers reacted to him shooting first. And shot back, and in the return fire, um, I think 22 shots were fired. He didn't get hit by any of the shots, but eight of the shots hit on uh, Brianna Taylor, unfortunately. And I think of the officers, um, one of them fired about 10 shots, so he fired the most, and he got fired. Um, and I think the other two uh, were were not a uh, not arrested. And I think. The investigation just went into it now. And I, I think I want to talk about just my opinion a little bit because, you know, the fact that when it was coming out, the information about it and people were, um, you know, it was kind of coming out around the same time of the George Floyd tape and the Ahmaud Ar Arbery tape being released. And so it's important that when I mentioned those, people almost kind of use this like, it was the same kind of incident, but it wasn't based on the information, based on the facts that, you know, people can go and look up these facts and find the correct articles that have, you know, what actually happened and statements made by Kenneth Walker himself. And uh, the fact that, uh, you know, I want to be careful with what I say. You got to be, got to be careful. This is 
Uh, touchy stuff, definitely. Um, you know, the fact that people were, I don't want to say hyping it up, but rallying around the fact that, yes, she died, and it was definitely a mistake, a boss trade, that, and, and she didn't have to die, very unfortunate. But um, nobody came out and really said, uh, hey, this is actually what happened, was talking about the facts. And I was thinking, you know, I, I listened to a video, you know, someone talking about it, and they said that they didn't believe that an investigation would actually take pla uh, place unless there was enough uh, political pressure or too much political pressure. And I think that's what happened, because in, ter uh, in terms of the officers, the one that was uh, fired, you know, maybe maybe they could try him, but the ones that were uh, that weren't arrested that are still working, I think it's important to mention the fact that you know this is different. This isn't the same kind of case as the the other two. The fact that they didn't just go there and shoot up a black girl who was sleeping in bed. That there was actually a shot fired. Um, an officer's life was threatened uh, to the fact that he almost died. He lived actually. He didn't bleed out. He lived, um, and. This is what happened as a result, but people put out the story that um, it was another, you know, black shooting, another uh, black killing, and um, it's important to mention the facts um, in this case. And I, you know, I don't want to take any sides or, or whatever, but I, I am of the opinion, I guess, that uh, um, besides, you know, maybe shitty training. Or, or not necessarily having all the right information before going out and executing the warrant. Um, you know, maybe the other officers should be fired as well, but I, I don't know if it's fair to say that any of them should be tried based on the information and based on the facts of what happened. So uh, going back into the information, um, as we said, the uh, eight shots hit Brianna and none of them hit Kenneth. And so at this time, I think um, he initially, he lied to the officers or lied in his, his uh, initial statement and said that um, Brianna was actually the one who had the gun and was the one who fired the shot. And so, you know, he already is lying after she is just just passed away, just been killed, basically. And so he was at fault for that mistake. And um, I think, um, you know, again, speaking about the fact that there's so much emotion around this case, that, you know, I watch the NBA games and a lot of the guys have, uh, say, her name on the back of their jerseys and Breonna Taylor and all this kind of stuff. And it's important because she, again, I, I got to say, she didn't have to be lost like that. But... It's just interesting that the information came out the way that, you know, it did and that nobody really spoke about uh, what actually happened that, you know, the police officers were, were fired at first. And um, if anybody knows anything about uh, police training or whatever, if police officers are actually fired at or if someone poses a threat to them in terms of holding a gun or anything like this, um, when they shoot back, um, they don't just, you know, fire one shot or a couple of shots. They, it's the, the training 
that tells them that they're supposed to empty the clip, basically. And all of them, all the officers do that. So then you have the result of, of, of what happened, basically. Because um, I think that it said that, you know, in, in their fire, one of the, the bullets ended up going into one of the other apartments and it was basically real messy, really a sloppy job on their part. So that's where the shitty training comes in, where, um, um, you know, I think kind of fast forwarding a little bit as a result of everything that happened, they um, they ended uh, no knock warrants in Louisville in June. I'm pretty sure they, they took that out of uh, of what the officers are allowed to conduct. So no more knock warrants. That's really what happened quickly uh, as a result of the case. But now, you know, we're looking at um, an investigation. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the investigation of, of these officers. If they're all fired, if they're arrested, um, we'll see. But, you know, Kenneth, Mr. Walker, he was initially arrested for attempted murder on one of the officers. But a uh, grand jury dismissed the charge because, um, geez, a buck here, my bad. Uh, grand jury dismissed the charge because during the investigation, uh, the investigation that they were doing, um, uh, the police department and, and testimony, the information that they were giving to the courts, they failed to mention that um, the arrest of Mr. Walker was actually linked to the Brianna Taylor case. And so they were accused of um, withholding information, basically. And the grand jury decided to throw out the case for 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 that reason. Um, yeah, there's a bit more information here. Um, there's not really too much. Like, basically, I think I, I got to the point of, of what happened and talking about why it happened, really, because it's... <clears throat> This is uh, something that happened a little bit, like a, a while ago now. And I just felt, you know, the conviction, I felt like I needed to speak about it, especially because the, the investigation, the, the story about the investigation starting to happen now. And, you know, I didn't think that an, an investigation would happen based on the information that I read when I went and I found out about it. And I was like, okay, well, it's definitely not what, um, what people are saying it is. Because even when I talked to uh, people that I know about it, they said that they were under the impression that it was that story that, yeah, a girl got shot in bed while she was sleeping. And um, that's not what it was. And I just want to remind people that's not that, that, that that's not what it was. And for, you know, anybody who's listening, it's important to, I guess, spread the, the real information to remind people that the, the facts matter, even in the um, the the wake of trying to uh, what what do I say? In the wake of trying to uh, respect her and remember her res uh, respectfully, you know, you gotta remember that not everything happens the way that uh, the media says it does. That as soon as the story happens, the information that's coming out right away might not always be the right information and that when you find out the right information you know you gotta remember that uh it's important to i guess just 
uh, correct and to to try and uh, get the facts straight on the story. And at the end of the day, you know, rest in peace again to Breonna Taylor. And I think, yeah, I didn't really want to go too long on this topic, on this subject, but just to uh, just to get the story straight. And um, yeah, man, I thank y'all again for for being here with me on another episode of uh, Floating in Space. And I hope you guys enjoy your night and we'll see you again soon.